send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. have a question for you. Imagine if you could trade your boring house clothes for a radical set of God's armor and the most powerful weapons in the universe. Would you do it? What if I told you you would gain incredible abilities and skills that would make you a more formidable warrior? Sounds impossible, right? Well, not anymore. In this study this week, we're going to reveal the secrets of how to find and obtain God's armor in exchange for your house clothes. So sit back, grab your Bibles, and join us for a deep dive. We'll be back right after this. Hey, welcome to the Graceful Warriors podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, Warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Graceful Warrior podcast. So how's your week been going? It is Wednesday hump day. It is what? November 1st, if I'm quoting it right. Yes, November 1st. We're almost done, guys. This week, or not this week, for some of you, it is coming up like election starts, I believe on the 4th. I know for like my county, my area, election starts on the 4th and it goes through the 7th. So 
here we go. And I pray that you guys are just praying about the people that you're going to elect, research them, ask God who is supposed to be in these seats that will help and guide us in the way that is, that is right according to the word of God as a state and as a nation, right? So I just wanted to encourage you guys, pray and just seek the Lord. I mean, this is a time to really get things changed for the Lord, get it, stand up and rise as a church. You know, we need to, and here's another thing. So there have been like a lot of people that I talk to in the body of Christ and I talk to them, you know, politics ends up coming up in the whole thing, right? And we start talking about politics and a lot of times I either get one or two things. One, I don't want to get involved in politics. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, I'm just working on life and whatever they they rattle off, right? I've become so numb to that. Then you have everybody else that is just going, I don't care, you know, or th maybe they're knee deep in the politics. But what I'm beginning to find is that God is involved in politics. You know, he chooses who we want not who we want, but nobody can rule the land without God's permission, you know? And, and you're like, well, Monica, how did Biden get permission? You know, if you look back in history, let's look at Israel, for example. Israel was ruled and reigned by the Lord. He was their king. They came into covenant with their king, right? And at a certain point, they wanted to be like the world. They wanted to conform to what they saw out there. And they saw all these other nations have a king. And they came to Samuel and they said, we want a king. We want to be exactly like everybody else. And Samuel warned them, no, if you have a king, this is what's going to happen. And the people wouldn't hear anything about it. They wanted their king. Who did God bring? He brought Saul. Saul was the first king. Saul was good for a while. We all thought that Biden was good for a while, right? But then over time, what did we see? All of the crud that we're seeing now, right? So there you go. Sometimes there's a saying, and I'm sure that if you are staying up on a lot of things going on, even if you're not, if you're not involved with it, you just, you know what, I just watch a little bit of news when I get home from work and that's all. There's a saying out there that says, sometimes you can't tell the people, you have to show them. And in showing them, you have to lead them through the, the mess. And look what Trump's doing. He told us, he told us, he told us. And people are now coming out saying Trump was right. Trump was right. You know, everybody hates Trump because, you know, that he he's so, uh, such a narcissist. But you know what? We never asked for a perfect man. We were looking for somebody to lead us as a country so that we could be prosperous. 
if you want, if you didn't want a narcissist, guess what? You would have to knock out everybody that has been president because everybody has some type of narcissism in there. And I'm not defending him. All I'm saying is people that say I hate Trump, you're looking at the man, not the job. You know, when you interview somebody, do you do you interview them for their abilities? Or do you interview them because you're like, well, she has a sweet temper about her. Or, you know what? He's a mean grump, but he does the job. He's here every day from eight to seven, you know, and he works his butt off. And he's been here for 20 years. He's a grump, but he does his job. We interview for the job. We don't interview because... You know, oh, it's Trump is all about himself. You know, um, even look at yourself. I think you would have gotten the job if your boss really knew who you were behind closed doors back home. You think you would get hired? Just something to think about, you know. And um, so we are going through it right now. We are being shown the wickedness. That is it. Sometimes you can't tell them. You have to let them see it. You have to walk them through it. And we're seeing it. Well, now that I got that off my chest, that's not even today's message. So, all right. So we have, uh, let me get into it. So we, if you haven't been with us for a while or you're just joining us, welcome to The Graceful Warrior. Um, this is the book we have been going through, Girls with Swords by Lisa Bevere. And um, great, great book. Um, we are on chapter six, I believe, this week. Let me make sure I got that. Yep, we're on chapter six this week. And um, it's been a great book. It goes right along with the Graceful Warrior theme of standing up and fighting for the word of God. And um, chapter six, oh my goodness, chapter six is just, I think it is one of my favorites beside the deep study about the sword and what it means. And it really just, it challenged me. It rallied me. It made me think differently. And I went through different things. It's like, as I was highlighting this chapter, you know, I was like, okay, these are good points to bring up. And this is a good thing to bring up. And I actually went the week before. I was trying to record this podcast and it was like something always went down and I kept going, okay, I wasn't recording or I was stumbling over my words or something was going down in the software. And I was like, okay, each time I would walk away and Sunday I go to church. Monday I'm sitting here recording this for you guys for Wednesday, right? And as I was sitting in Sunday service, it was just kind of like what I wrote down as notes. It was like the Lord going, that's not what I want to talk about on the pod. That's not what I want you as the host to talk about on the podcast today. I was like, well, what is it, Lord? You know, and even though that she had some very, very valid points, great points in chapter six, the Lord wanted to go a different way with chapter six. So um, here we go, right? 
So I have my notes. I always have notes. So if you see me looking down, I'm not ignoring you. I'm, I'm reading my notes. So um, first of all, let me ask you this. What is a warrior to you? I mean, what do you think about it? If somebody was to ask you, what is a warrior? What would you say? And when I pondered that, I was like, well, geez, I think of the military, obviously, for being, you know, a veteran. I think of, well, the military. They go out, they fight, you know. But what I found referencing in, in Lisa Bevere's book, she brought up several different types of warriors. And she brought up, you have, even though they're not a warrior, they're maniacs, is that she brought up the terrorist. They're a fighter, a warrior in that aspect, but they're insane. They are after ill-gotten gains, whether it's to destroy life, religion, they want power. They're just straight up crazy, right? They're not right in the head. <laughs> so, you know, it was, okay, there's that group, you know, and then we look at, well, she brought up mercenaries. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a warrior too. And, but mercenaries, they they fight just strictly for money. You know, they have this skill and that drive and that hunger, the testosterone for, for getting out there and fighting and having all the weapons and they're just trained, right? And, but their reward is their money, no matter who it comes from. Whether it's the good guys, bad guys, organizations, people looking for power, it is, that's what they want. And then there was the soldier. Well, I was a soldier. So I looked at that one. And I was like, yeah, our vets, you know, our vets are our warriors. And then the way she kind of described it, I was like, wow, she's got a point, you know. Soldiers, we we do serve for a greater cause. We serve to defend our country. And here's what she brought up. And I was like, wow, okay, this distinguishes between the soldier and the warrior. And that is a soldier seeks for an end to things. They They serve for a retirement time. They only serve for whether they want to do four years, six, eight, 20, 24, 30 years, 35, you know, their end result that they're seeking is the retirement or the benefits of either getting a house or going to college or just being, being trained in the skill that they want so they can go in civilian life and continue on in what they want to do. Right. And so I was like, yeah, that's true. You know? And they do serve the people. They, they, they swear an oath to the Constitution. So I was like, okay, she's got a point. But then she came to the warrior. And the warrior, I was like, wow, okay, now this I like. So let's get into that. So here's what she was saying. Here is what a warrior is. According to should be according to the body of Christ, and and I looked at it. I was like, Lord, I want to be this right here, 
And so I hope that this blesses you as we get into this. So what is a warrior? A warrior has a way of life. They, that's all they want to do. They want to know how to be the best of the best of the best warriors to them. It is, they are called into that, that, that lifestyle, you know, and we are called into the lifestyle of following after Christ. So we have a lifestyle as far as our Christianity, not religion. Religion is for the birds. Religion is, is even for the world. Let them have that, you know. Religion is how many Hail Marys do you do? Or you can't wear makeup. Or, you know, you shouldn't have instruments in your worship music. Or it's too loud or too soft or whatever. You know, God never said any of that in the word of God. God called for the instruments. He called for the shout. He called for the worship. He called for the praise. He called for a radicalness in each of our lives. And so that's what it is, is to follow a lifestyle. A warrior follows a lifestyle. All right. And then warriors must be skilled. I was like, skilled. Hmm kind of tough, you know, you can't take up arms. You can't go out there and go, I'm going to go to the battlefield, you know, or, or not battlefield. I'm going to go to, um, weapons qualification, you know, every week or every weekend or every time you can get out, you know? And I was like, wait a minute, back up here. What is our weapon? Do we even have a weapon? And I was like, Yes, we do. Our weapon is the word of God. It is this. Genesis through Revelations. That's our weapon. It never needs sharpening. It's never dull. It'll never rust. It pierces through the bone and the marrow, the heart and the soul. It is both dangerous to the forces that are unseen. And yet it teaches us. It lifts us up, it corrects us, and it, it it loves us because it is the Lord God Almighty. So I'm like, well, wow. So we have a weapon, guys. I mean, come on. The word of God. What does it say? The word of God. Was it in Romans? The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Can you imagine having something sharp like that? That it just, I mean, you think about it. Warriors out there, even the Roman times or, or even soldiers today, they have to take their weapon apart. They have to clean it. They have to oil it. They have to make sure that their sights are aligned right. They have to constantly go out and qualify it. You know, if you look way back at the Bible times, soldiers had to sharpen their sword. You know, they had to have those blacksmiths making updated spearheads and better swords and better handles. and constantly upgraded. We need more weapons. Get the blacksmiths in. But once you have the word of God, this is it. This is our sword. This is doesn't ever have to be sharp. And it's as ancient as ever. It is old. But yet it still stands the test of time. Right? Come on, people. That is like the best sword to have ever, right? 
All right. So then I was like, okay, so we have our weapon. What about this? It says that a warrior must have, have honor and homage to their commander or teacher. Wait a minute now. Do we really know our commander? Do we really know our teacher? And I'm not talking our president or our true president that some of us see as Donald Trump. Do we really know him? You know, sometimes we, and this is what I hear with people sometimes too. It's like, and I used to have a podcast. It was called uh, The Busy Believer. And I and I named it The Busy Believer because at the very beginning stages, as I was trying to put a podcast together, I would talk to people and say, man, guess what the Lord did? And I was praying about this. And then that following Sunday, I come to church. I was like, gosh, you wouldn't believe this. The Lord answered this prayer. And this is what I either I heard, saw, or experienced, you know, whatever, however he answered it. Um, they're like, how do you have answers to prayer so quickly like that? And so, so visual, so detailed and descriptive like that. And that kind of hit me because when I was a brand new Christian, I was like, well, doesn't everybody experience this? You know, doesn't y'all don't go through the same thing? And, and they were like, well, no. And so then it dawned on me, do you read your Bible? I'm like, Monica, I don't have time. You know, from getting up, going to work, getting kids to school, cleaning the house, um, making dinner, homework, after school sports. By the time my head hits the pillow, it's 11 o'clock and I got to get up at four or five o'clock in the morning, get ready for work. And I'm like, so you're like a busy believer, you know, and then it just ding, busy believer podcast. But as I grew closer to the Lord, and this is one of the things, this is one of the steps too. And this is why I changed the podcast to the Graceful Warrior. And it is knowing our commander in chief, knowing our God, knowing our teacher or our sensei, the one that's going to teach us any and everything. And yes, we can learn from our pastor. We can learn from study groups that we go to and, and maybe things we watch on TV and podcast here. I hope that I've encouraged you in your walk with the Lord or, you know, maybe help you understand something a little bit better. But those people that we tend to listen to that will help us grow as iron sharpens iron, you know, so a friend sharpens each other, you know, that's what it means. And so you're just like, we can all learn that. But Spending time with the Lord God Almighty is what we have to do. Remember in, I think it's in Matthew, um, where it talks about, um, and I'm not sure if it Matthew is the right reference. I'm, I don't even have this in my notes. It just came to me. <laughs> um, but remember in the scriptures where the Lord says, that there will be many of us that will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this, this, and this, you know? And didn't we heal? Didn't we feed? Didn't we do all these things in your name? And the Lord says, I never knew you. And then he says, get away from me. And that used to like scare me for a long time because I was like, 
you know, what do you mean to tell me? So I become a Christian and then I'm not guaranteed to even get in heaven because you say you don't know me. What is it that I have to do? So you don't say that. And as I grew in my relationship with the Lord, I began to learn that it was he didn't know them stuck out to me. I was like, well, God knows everybody. He created everyone. So what do you mean as a know them? Well, just as we spend time with like our, our friends or our family or our spouse or significant other for dating, whatnot, just because we spend time with them and they know us, what happens if we don't spend time with the Lord? He knows us. He knows our thoughts. But actually creating a relationship, just like you have like your best friend, they know what you like. They know the games. They know what hurts. They know what makes you laugh. They know that joke or that favorite movie. You know, they know the ins and outs of you. Does God know you like that? Does he know what? What will make you laugh? Does he know what will make you feel better when you're when you're hurting someone at church hurts you or you know somebody at work hurt you? Does he know how to heal your heart and say the right things? Yes, he does. But are you going to allow him in? Are you going to allow? See, God's not going to force himself in. You have to allow and say, I want to be your friend. I want to be your, I don't know, your son, your daughter, whatever it is, you know, that you want to be to the Lord. For me, it's, he's my father and he knows how to wipe my, my tears away. He knows how to heal my heart when I'm hurt. He knows that when I get angry, he knows how to go, Annika, you shouldn't get like that. It's wrong to get angry. Why are you angry at this person? Why are you letting this destroy you? You're right, Lord. You know, and then um, it, it's just allowing him to know you, allowing him to work in your life. That's what it means. So does your commander or teacher know you? Yeah. And so I thought that was just amazing how these concepts were brought up and how I began to see these things that she wrote in her book. And then another thing that I thought was, uh, was amazing was that she also said in here that warriors are called, they're called. And it's, I was like, wow, Jesus says many are called, but few are chosen. And I was like, well, how do I know if I'm chosen? When you answer the call. It's when you answer that call and you're like, yes, Lord, I I, I want to serve you with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my mind, with all my soul, everything that I got, you know, and and it's it's allowing the Lord to go, you know what? You have a willing heart and I can use that. And that's what I'm looking for. And then as we grow with the Lord, he works his, for lack of a better word, he works his magic in our life, right? And 
And when I looked at the at the soldier, I was like, are soldiers called? No. Soldiers go, hey, I want to serve. And then they sign up. And soldiers are paid for a period of time, remember? Soldiers serve a period of time. There's an end result for them. There's a there's an ending. The way of the warrior is is a lifestyle. It's forever. And I thought that was so cool. It was like, wow, how cool is that? And it's a, the Christian life should be forever until we get to heaven with him. And I thought that that was just so cool. It's just, you know, and then the soldier, the soldiers promoted, the soldiers paid, the soldiers assigned different things. And I was like, but what about the warrior? Are we paid? We are paid, but we are paid in God's righteousness. We are blessed by his blessings. We, we always have enough when we, and he's always on time to rescue us. Whenever we get into a weird scenario, <laughs> whenever we get into trouble, he's always there. And I was like, wow, you know, and soldiers are promoted. Are we promoted? Yes, we are. When? And here, here's, a, here's a good example. Let's look at David. David was a shepherd boy, right? And God already had his plan. God already had, it, had him in, in the mix of his great scheme of, of a plan, right? He went from a shepherd boy to commander of Israel's army to a king. Did God promote? Yes, he did. All the way up. Does God promote us? Yes, he does. You know, look at Samuel. Samuel was brought to the Lord by his mother, and he went to serve in the temple, and then God promoted him. He was a judge of Israel for, until he died. There's promotion. So God promotes when he sees that you handle what he has given you and you honor him in that. And he, you've passed all of the tests. Yeah. Does God test? Yes, he does. He doesn't tempt, but he'll test. So I thought that was just so, so cool to even look at the concept of warrior and soldier. Because I was the only one that came, you know, pretty close in alignment because a terrorist doesn't match up with the warrior. Mercenary doesn't match up with the warrior. A soldier. Soldier comes pretty close, you know, on some things. So we are handpicked for a reason. God has a design and a purpose, and there's a destiny in us, and it's for us to walk in it and allow him to be our best friend, to be our father, to be your brother, to whatever it is that you need in your life. God will be that to you. As long as he remains God, you know, he's your best of, of any and everything. If you don't have a father, he's a father. What does it say? He's a father to the fatherless. You know, he's a, he's a brother to the brotherless. He's, he can even be that mother in a way that, that gentle, nurturing aspect of him. He created male and female. He knows how to be tender. He knows how to be that nurturer. He created us all. 
So, all right. So that's what I got out of that. Then it was like, well, Monica, how, how do we become this warrior? How do we do this? If this is you're like, yeah, you know, I need to do something more. I need to turn in my clothes, comfy clothes, and stop sitting on the sidelines, stop sitting on the couch. I need to get involved and I need to do something. What do I do? Well, it's kind of like basic training, you know, you there's there's a basic training aspect of it. And it's different from the person that signs up for the military because that is that is just it. It they volunteer to sign up. They'll go, I do, I solemnly swear, you know, to uphold and defend the constitution. They come and they do that. The only thing that we don't get is that once we give our life over to the Lord, we are automatically you're not you're you're like drafted. You're in. You don't get to say, no, Lord, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. You're automatically in. Drafted in to the army. And um, um, so that's what I was like, okay. So automatically put into the battle, which means now you have a target on your back, just like we did in the in a few chapters earlier. We did the you've got a target on your back. But now, so does the enemy. The enemy has a target on his back because now you are the enemy of them, right? And you're going after them. Oh, yes, we're going after the enemy. So what happens then? Well, we'll go through a tempering process. And you're like, that doesn't sound good, Monica. No, it's it's actually not. But you know, let's talk about the tempering process in a moment, and we will be right back after this. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining our show today. I just wanted to take a moment and say that I have a special announcement to make. I'm proud to say that our show is now sponsored by Patriot Mobile. Yes, it is. It is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Patriot Mobile is a company that shares our values and supports the causes that we care about, such as honoring our veterans, which you know is near and dear to my heart, helping first responders, and defending our constitutional rights. If you need to learn more about Patriot Mobile and their amazing offers, you can visit my website that is with them. It is patriotmobile.com forward slash graceful. Or you can call them. And don't forget to mention this show, Graceful. When you sign up, you'll get a special discount. They'll remove the activation fee from the bill right off the bat. So check us out and remember to put in the code GRACEFUL. Now, let's get it back to today's topic. All right, all right. So, the tempering process. Well, this is the part where... There is a hunger for the word. There is a stripping away as God starts saying, you know what? We have to get rid of anger. or We have to get rid of hate. Or maybe there's some self-shame or a lack of, of something in your life. You know your heart. You know what's in there. You know the things that are, that are not pleasing to the Lord. 
And that's what I'm talking about. There's that tempering process. And man, did I go through my tempering process. It was just like, it was, it was like I was just displayed before the Lord and the Lord was going, see that issue right there? And I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. And it was like, okay, how do I deal with it? You know? And it was allowing God to go, here, Lord, I don't know how to deal with this. So take it, you know, and allowing him to to take it and throw it out and just to help me overcome those things. Help me not to get so angry or help me not to be impatient, you know, or whatever it is that you struggle with. He helps you. And then there's that that tapping, you know, um, Monica, remember, you know, and I've had that where I've been in something and I'm getting ready to get angry or something. And I was like, no, no, not going to get angry. And I have to walk away. And that's what it is. There's that tempering process that the God, that God does with us. He just, he says, no, we need to gut you out. Basically, it is a gutting us out of everything that that displeases him. And it's a constant tempering process all through life. You know, we will constantly go through it until the day that we are with the Lord. Then we'll have the perfect body. Then we'll have the perfect attitude. Then we will be without sin, you know. And so the tempering process will never end. But there is reward in it. You know, you'll see change in your heart. And like for me, I've always been the type of person that I'm kind of, and it's weird for even doing the podcast. It's like, I'm the type that is quiet and kind of more reserved as far as I'm the type to step back and just kind of watch things go on as they happen in public. Uh, I may go to an event or something at church and I just kind of go, hmm, and I watch. And then that for me is like, okay, I don't get involved here. I don't do this. She's not the one to talk to or don't say anything to him. That's how I am. And I'm just very quiet. I tend to not get involved. And the Lord was like, no. People need what I have done in your life. They need to hear that. I was like, well, you're going to have to help me with that. And thus the podcast, you know. And so he's my producer. He helps me with everything. He he names it. He he stops me from things that I come on here to try to share. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this one like on skateboarding. I don't know, I'm throwing an idea at you. And he's like, uh, no, we're not doing that one. We're doing it on um surfing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so he is a great producer. He he helps me with things. He he brings things to remembrance to go look up Romans. What does it say in the Old Testament? What did I do with Daniel? What did it do? And I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, Lord. And that's the notes, you know. So he he is everything, guys. Whatever it is that you need, he is everything in your life. So Tempering process. There is a there is a renewing of the mind too, just like um, Paul says. There has to be a constant renewing of our minds. There's things that we get in our head throughout the day or for a week, and we think, you know, even like even in your relationships, whether it's marriage or coworkers or you know, or friendships that 
we get something in our head and we just keep it there. We stew over it or it, we allow it to, to hold us back from things or not to commit to things, you know, or step out, whatever. It just holds you back. It's that wall that says no, right? But we need to have the renewing of our mind and to say, Lord, I've been thinking this all week long, and I don't know if it's right, but I need your help to just renew my mind and to help me sort things out. If this isn't important, take it out. If this is important, put it in, you know, show me in the word of God what I need to remember. It's kind of like, I, I remember, it's kind of like, you know, when we I'm sure many of us have been to the airport before and you know how we go through inspection and you go up there and the flight attendant's got to look in your bags, not flight attendant, but security. You got to go up there and they you have to take off your shoes, empty your pockets, empty your, you know, everything. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like opening our minds like this. And the Lord looks in and goes, um, don't like that. I see your heart. I don't like this, you know, and getting, throwing everything away that is not good in our lives. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to my word. Pour that in, and this is the word. And I want you to have a hunger for this. And I want you to learn about me in here. And I want you to learn the way that I want you to go. That's all part of the tempering process. And it's finding the time to go, okay, I need to find out what God says about love or hate or anger or, or deception or, you know, whatever it is that you go through. And, um, so that's the tempering process, and it continues until we go home. Then after that, I've learned that there's like, now the training comes in. It's like, okay, now, Monica, I want you to be a prayer warrior, or I'm going to give you, I'm going to teach you how to pray, or you're going to be a worshiper to where maybe you have a voice, you can sing, you know, maybe you, you can play an instrument. Maybe you're good at computers. Maybe you're good at, um, you, you know, you're just very smart, very intelligent. You can help with this, that, or the other. You're administrative. And God brings that. And he's like, that talent that he gave you, that one talent or five talents, what are you going to do with that? You know, are you going to bless and teach and give and serve? And then come back and say, Lord, you gave me this one talent. And I did this with it. And now here it is. I'm blessing you with 15 more. You know, this is what I did with it. Look, I taught him or her and, and, and this and that, you know, everything that we've done with it, the training of it. He, he, he begins to give you those gifts. Just like Jesus says, um, if a man's gift is teaching, let him teach. If it is prophesying, let him prophesy as, as the Lord speaks. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is a worship, let him worship, you know, um, and it's just, those are the gifts that he gives us. And it's a matter of developing that. And then with that gift, that's where we move on to become that warrior in that gift, whether it's, you know, whatever it is that God has given you the talent of, do it 
as unto the Lord, a hundred percent. You know, sometimes it's like, well, this boss drives me nuts. I need to find another job. It's not going good, you know. No. You hone your skill as best you can unto the Lord and go to God about the boss, the coworker, you know, whatever it is you're going through. David, I mean, I can only refer back to David because like right now I'm reading about him and I'm in first Samuel and I was just reading this morning how uh, Jonathan brought his father up to the mountain to talk to him and say, why do you hate David so much? He has done nothing against you. You know, all he's done is whatever you have given him, he's or commanded him to do. He's done it like wholeheartedly for you. He did it with the best that he can. You put him in charge of an army. He went out and slew the Philistines. He slew everybody that came against Israel. And so he goes, okay, I won't, Saul says, okay, I won't hurt David ever again. I won't, I won't take his life. I won't kill him. And so then David comes back into the temple and he works for Saul. But the next thing you know, Saul gets upset. He gets jealous over the pro- the the prosperous lifestyle that David has, and he throws a spear at him. And David's like, "Whoa!" Like Matrix time, Whoosh, you know. Spear goes right by him, and David runs away again. And David ends up instead of going and complaining, which I'm, maybe he did to Jonathan, but. David, instead of going and complaining, he went to the Lord about his boss. And he said, Lord, he's out to kill me. What did I do? All I've done is played the, the heart for him when it, when the spirit comes on him. All I've done is taken his army and we have been victorious in all of the wars. I've made him a great king and and, and, and doing all of these things. So my point is, Take your complaint. This is what I've learned in my life is take your complaint to the Lord. If it's your boss, go to the Lord about your boss. If it is your spouse, go to the Lord about your spouse. But here's what I warn you with. Be careful what we go to the Lord with, because in the end, the Lord will probably turn it around on you and say, but what did you do? What should you have done? Or he may say, don't worry about it. Love them. Serve them. I'll take care of it. Or he may just say, you're right. I'll take care of it. You know, go to the Lord. Stop complaining out there about this, that, or the other to other people. It ruins our witness. It really does. So go to the Lord. Stop calling your pastor up and complaining to him about, you know, Sister Judy or Marianne or, or George or Bill. Go to God. He's the ultimate boss. And just be careful what your answer might be. Maybe you'll be put in check, you know, and have a heart enough to go, okay, I was wrong. So that's what David did. And um, so there, and then I have found that in the training and the tempering in that in that training process for me it was in that training process where i found that 
there was a time frame after the Lord had dealt with me and things and strengthened me and worked, um, strengthened my prayer life, gave me more understanding towards the word of God. Then it was like quiet. I was like, hello. You know, it was kind of like, hello, 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 hello. Anybody out there, out there, out there. You know, and it felt like I was just like praying it and it was just bouncing off the walls. You know, you ever had those times? But see, it was like, okay, I've raised you. You can stand on your own two feet now. I'm not perfect by any means. No, I'm still asking questions. You know, I'm still reading through the word of God. And I'll never have it all together. I'll never be perfect. Not until I get with the Lord in heaven. But it was like, okay, you're a toddler now. Get on your own two feet. And then it was like, okay, Lord, I can stand on my own, you know. And then it was like, okay, but I still need you. And it was like to not become so puffed up, not to become prideful, but to know who my ruler is, who my king is, you know, and to say, I still need you. I still need your help. And to be able to trust and rely on him and knowing that he's right there. He may not, we may not always feel him right there, but he's right here. And I even had that time where I was like, I was praying for something. I don't remember what it was right now, but I was praying for something. And the Lord, um, and I knew, I was like, I just know that you hear me. I know that you're listening to me. And I was praying about this one thing. And then Next thing you know, I was like, okay, in Jesus' name, amen, after I prayed to the Lord. I was like, I'm going to go listen to my my books on Audible. And I flipped over one of the books of one of the guests that's going to be here, uh, be on the podcast um, for the winter recordings. And I flipped on her book and I was listening to it. It was the exact thing I was praying about and the Lord had answered me through that book. And then on top of that, I get get home. I turn, um, I grab my phone, turn my phone on. I'm like, okay, let me catch up on all of my text messages from driving home. And next thing you know, I had one from my best friend and she was like, oh, check this out. I found this in my phone. I thought it was pretty cool. She shoots me the screenshot and I read it and I was like, that is exactly what I was just praying for that answer. And it was right there. And I was like, I knew you were listening, Lord. I knew it. You know, we may be a toddler. We get on our own two feet. And just remember that sometimes when it feels like the Lord's not not there, you're talking and it's bouncing off the walls, he's still listening. So keep going in the training. Keep going no matter what. And so... Then there's a reckoning process. This is what I've been learning. There's a reckoning, and a reckoning means to to bring things into account, that there is a time to pay up, right? And now that you are are trained in so-called, maybe you are like, well, I'm a beginner in the stage, or maybe you're more advanced. Maybe you know all this stuff, and you're like, Monica, I've done all this. I'm way over here. That's great. Keep going teach others, be there for me. I hope I can come to you with some questions, you know, but you're, if this is a review, that's great too. We always need that review. And 
I've learned that in the reckoning is where we go after the devil. And it's a war. Now, remember how we were saying that that target's on your back? Well, target's also on their back too. And Kim Clement said something one time, and I wrote this down. And I have this. I know you can't see it. I have this on a on a cue card here. And I've kept it forever. And I love this. And Kim Clement had said this. And it says, I will go out, occupy and terrify the powers of darkness's territory and take back what is mine. And I was like, whoa, that's a big statement, you know? And it was like, that really is that, 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 that rounds out the whole topic of becoming the warrior. You know, once we go through the training, the tempering process, and we'll go through that, like I said, all our life, but we mature in our relationship with the Lord. And then it's time to take back what the enemy has stolen from us, you know, going in and say, no, you're not going to claim my kids and go to war in prayer. The warrior aspect, you know, go to war in prayer, go to war in your worship, go to war by getting on your knees and reading the word of God. Learn to pray, learn to worship, and learn to live our life as worship to the Lord. That's one thing I've been learning too. And as I get ready to close this all up, is that worship is not just Sunday service and doing songs. Worship is living our life holy and pleasing to the Lord. And it is, no, I don't watch those movies or watch that TV show because that's not pleasing to God. That doesn't honor God. And I don't want to hurt the Lord. And I definitely don't want to answer for it and go on. Why did you watch that show last night? You know that you shouldn't be looking at those things. So I don't want to answer for that. And so it's like, no, I'm going to stay away from those things. And if there's nothing on TV, then so be it. I can come on here and I can find my favorite podcast, find my favorite teacher, you know, watch your favorite. Like, you know, if you're one to do the outdoor living and crafts or home cooking, or I know it's winter, we're getting ready to be inside now. You know, it's finding those things that are good. And, and, and Jesus says, we should not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. All right. And so I want to close with this is that Romans 12 talks about being a living sacrifice. And um, he says right here in verse two, Romans 12, two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, if we're going to continue to bow before the things that the world is putting out there, whether it's Halloween. Hello, everybody. Halloween is tomorrow. Are we watching shows we shouldn't? Well, it's just a show, Monica. But <clears throat> oh, <laughs> but remember, the Lord lives in here. And so what you listen to, he hears. Is that honoring God? 
when he hears cuss words coming off the TV? Is it honoring God when you're seeing the sex scenes on TV because he sees it? Is it honoring God because we see someone getting beat to death in a movie because we're seeing it and we're hearing it? No. See, we this is the temple. We are the temple of the Lord. And we have to keep it, protect it, keep it safe because our Lord is in here. So, so I just wanted to uh, end with that. And I wanted, wanted to sh- share one more scripture and it's um, Romans 12. So doing the same thing. And remember I was talking about gifts and that when we go through that, where the Lord cleans us out and he was like, now you're going to be a prayer warrior. Or now you're going to sing, or now you're going to play the instrument, whatever. It says right here, verse 5, it says, So in Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You know, a lot of people think that serving or to to lead is I'm the boss. You know, but that's not it. To 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 lead is to be the example, the servant to to the team. What can I do to help you get to where I am? So that's all I have for today. I hope you got something of it. Hey, I have found a really great book and I wanted to just share this real quick. This is a book. Um, it's by Drenda Kesey. And if you haven't um, read this book, it is Fight Like, it says Hell or Fight Like Heaven, a cultural guide to living on guard. I'll leave the the book and, and her website in the description. This is a great book. Flashpoint host um, Jean, Pastor Jean, has given this book a thumbs up. And um, man, I have just been, I just started this book. I'm in chapter two, but um, it goes great with the concept of the graceful warrior. Um, she's saying the war is on and it's how to fight for the kingdom of God. And we win in the end, guys. It's just, you got to bust out your sword. You got to dust off those house clothes and put on the full armor of God and say, enough is enough. All right. So I hope you have a, a blessed rest of your week. And get ready starting next month of December, since to, since it's the what it's the first already for you guys. Next month in December, we're going to start releasing some of the guests' um, testimonies that I'm getting ready to start recording this week. Matter of fact, um, I have a guest speaker coming on this week for recording, and um, I'm hope you guys are going to like it. It is a new show I'm going to add on here, probably on Fridays, called um, Coffee Break with God. So you don't want to miss it. So until then, guys, have a blessed week. And I love you. And remember, carry your sword with you always. Peace out. 
as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits about. everyone. I just want to take a quick minute. I hope that you're enjoying this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to my podcast. Wherever you listen to your favorite, I'm honored to be able to share that time with you. But hey, I wanted to let you know, I have my own webpage on Captivate. And I'm going to leave the link in the description below. But if you were to join me on my page you have some perks that are coming to you what kind of perks you say well if you would subscribe for eight bucks a month i will give you bonus content my extra show that i have and then on top of that you'll get 24 hour early access to all the shows that the public already gets and then I'll even throw in an extra perk. If you have your own business, you could send me the name of your business and I'll shout it out on this podcast.